0: Well, uh, hello, friends. It's Caitlin and Shanika from Get Checkered. Uh, get Checkered is part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown and community supported. Today, we get to shout out a fellow podcast on our network. And if you haven't checked out Bollywood Disc for Lovers, you should. Matt Bose and Emily Frazier explore the world of Hindi cinema through the lens of two Canadian cinephiles. And as you might know, I actually studied film too. So I think this is really, really cool. Um, and if you're interested, you can head to albertapodcast.com to learn more. And just a little, it's
1: Erin Fraser. Oh, shit, I don't know what You said Emily Frazier. Oh my God. My mind is
0: <laughs> elsewhere, everybody.
1: It's well, fine.
0: you probably, if you're watching us on YouTube, you see someone that we haven't seen in a couple of weeks. I mean, if you're listening, you're probably hearing someone we haven't heard from in a couple of weeks. Caitlin, where have you been? What have you been doing?
1: hi friends i've missed you guys i've been listening to like i've been listening to all the episodes just like catching up like you guys have um yeah no i've been (laughs) away um so i think i started off i went to palm springs for spring break and it was phenomenal like it was it was so much fun um but okay so living in vancouver now life is just rain every day right um down Palm Springs to get away from the rain and what do we get down there (laughs) which never happened we got rain and I was like how many days of your trip it was just one but like it was it was it was was cold for Palm Springs standards for the whole time and I was like (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's fine it's still like in the teens and I am happy with that yeah Jesus it was it was like incredible though the house we were at Um, my friend's in-laws like just impeccable freaking house amazing (laughs) in every sense they had something called a steamer in the kitchen have you heard of a steamer i want the steamer yeah so it's like a microwave but it keeps like the moisture and stuff (laughs) steams it to heat it back up so like you can put meat in there and you steam it to warm it back up instead of a microwave
0: i have never
1: heard of this right it me neither either. it was not like the the one percent lives with the steamer instead of a microwave what? it was incredible I'm like this is what I want in my life now I have <laughs> figured it out finally and just like they were so nice and so welcoming it was it was a great trip um and my friend Jen actually ended up staying down there for another week and she got the warm weather the week after
0: so oh of course
1: very jealous but she oh. deserved it she worked so hard um so it was good for her and then actually where was I afterwards um the next weekend right it was the next weekend I think I really? went to Revelstoke yeah or a ski trip so that was a lot of driving a lot of podcasts um
0: wait how far is Revelstoke from where you are because we did? a half
1: hour drive
0: Jesus Christ because from where we are it's like what four, like five,
1: before, five hours? but I guess like everyone that was coming from the Calgary direction yeah, had to go through Radium. Okay. So normally you would just take like Highway 1 straight yeah. west. Um, but no, they took a detour and like did the Radium loop down south. So it added like an hour, hour and a half to them. which sucks. <laughs> Whatever, the, the bus ride going out there is just a shit show. It's just all drinking. So another hour to drink on the bus.
0: Yeah, 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 I feel you just Um, exhausting (laughs) fun but exhausting
1: yeah but the bus ride going back they would have taken is like always the quietest bus ride (laughs) everyone's just (laughs) so dead from the weekend
0: oh wait was this one of those trips that's through like this yeah
1: society of petroleum engineers um young professionals
0: there we go there we go did you aside from our friends that went like was there
1: other people that you knew on the trip um, only a small handful. So um, shout out Ada Fong. She's the chairperson. Um, she was fourth year and we were her frosh actually. So um, we knew her and some of her friends. Okay. Yeah. You've been doing all of the things. Yeah. Yeah. What have I been studying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I stay up to like one or two and then I'm up at like six or seven and I think it's affecting me. Wait, you're up until one or two studying. Studying and like writing papers, presentations. Yeah, she's not really selling the whole master's. Education. It's not sustainable for me. <laughs> I could plan my days out better and make it better, but you know what? This is my life choice to do the things I want to do too. <laughs> I was going to say, that was like, these are the decisions that we make and put ourselves in these positions. <sighs> Uh, but God. that's about me let's do with you I haven't seen you in like two weeks I
0: know I, I don't, like I don't have much I okay for those who don't know I am not a winter sport. actually I should frame that better I'm not a sports person <laughs> I I think I took so- I played soccer once as a kid and my mom was like no absolutely not never again because I was sitting in the field, like playing with flowers as like a soccer ball was like zooming by my head. Just no awareness to what was going on. Did a lot of dance and stuff, but dance is a sport. But aside from that, just haven't really done anything. And then this winter rolled around and I was like, you know what, I have more than enough finances. This has to be the time that I pick up skiing. So Shay and I are into week two of our ski lessons of three. And it's been actually going really, really well. Um, minus the fact that, my God, I have weak shins or something because my shins are like, they just are bruised from the boots. <laughs> um, oh no, that's fine. I think that's like the first purchase I'm gonna make post like, you know, at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I was like,, oh I could probably do without skis for another season. like I'm skiing a little bit more, but I need boots, so that's when I come. So it's been super, super fun. um but it's, it's also been a learning, you know? I was telling Caitlin I was like, I feel like I haven't done something new in a long time. And she's like, you do new things all the time. Maybe accurate, but I haven't done <laughs> a sport and like that in a long time. So it's been fun. We've been taking lessons at COP um, in here in Calgary and it's been great. And then the only other thing that I've done lately is taking a lot of my online friendships to in real life. Because for those who don't know, according to Jason Kenney, COVID is over. <laughs> so at my place of employment, uh, I don't know if people know where I work. I don't mind sharing. I work at this place called Platform Calgary, just supports entrepreneurs all over the world to do, accelerate their businesses. And I just advise startups, but I was able to invite some of these girls that I knew basically from like Instagram DMs and Twitter DMs and stuff like that. Cause they're all working on startups and It was so great to, um, I know Nikki, Caitlin knows about Nikki. I've chatted about Nikki a ton. Um, But uh, Carly and Kaylee, to meet them in person and talk about their businesses and what they're working on, we had like a great meal together. I showed them Mm. my iconic video of me driving into a curb and popping my tire. But that's not how friendship starts. Like, I don't know what it would be, but yeah, it's been a lot of social events, which has been I don't know, kind of taxing, I found. Like we had that giant work event. I was at a conference the day before, Caitlin knows. I had all of these thinking thoughts about like energy and stuff like that. And then we had just a weekend where I was spending multiple nights just out trying to meet people. So I'm tired um, in that front, but similar to Caitlin, um, but also similar because our girl is already in master's program. I am right now studying for my GMAT because I want to go do my MBA. And studying for that is a nightmare. It is <laughs> it is so hard to carve out the time when you're working full-time and sometimes more than full-time uh, to make it a priority. And last week I was kind of pulling like a youth in Caitlin. I was just like living my life and then was like, oh shit, I really got to get through these chapters. When is that going to happen? So I made a new promise to myself during the week, you know, Monday to Friday. I will not be hanging out with friends (laughs) just for weekends. I'll see my friends because it's just, just
1: for a little bit, just for a little bit,
0: just for a little bit, right. Just for a short amount of time to get me to the bigger goal, but it's
1: been tough, dude. Oh my God. My, um, my roommate's studying for her LSAT and I just see papers everywhere and I'm like, that don't look fun. Studying for these tests. (laughs)
0: no and it's not like you just can like study a little bit and you're done it's like you're studying for I think by the end of it for the LSAT and all of these so there's like a GMAT LSAT DAT MCAT all of that kind of stuff it's like over 400 500 hours yeah it's months right yeah by the time you actually get to writing the test and it's like (laughs) right so that Mm -hmm. that's that's in my life right now which is
1: but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but on a good note formula one is coming back we have our first race next season so that is like something Woo! fun that we can yeah. look forward to you know <laughs> you know what it's like it's not saying that studying and like doing all this work isn't fun but it's like formula one really brings enjoyment yeah. to do <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and a little bit more structure i feel like mm-hmm. like we gotta wake up for those races and caitlin's about to get more fucked than we were last year because she's an hour behind I know
1: so, but the first race in Bahrain is 8 a.m pacific
0: a freaking blessing a blasting. 8 a.m for her 9 p.m for 9 a.m for me and then 11 for Courtney so
1: love it this is a dream oh, <laughs> I can do that <laughs> yeah. Lord. it's just the other ones that become a little rough <laughs> right but um actually you guys on a more serious note we do have something we want to address
0: um, the Ooh, beginning of this episode, right? I was I totally forgot about this. Uh, for those who don't know, we were more active on social than we normally are, because <laughs> typically we just post stuff and then leave it and don't think about it. But uh, two episodes ago, we interviewed Amelia Taylor, who is this, I think I said, brilliant uh, Formula One. She wants to be a writer. She is a writer, and who just has a really nuanced approach to all the things that she's discussing. So very similar beliefs like Caitlin, myself, and Courtney, and how we talk about gender in the sport, how do we talk about socioeconomic issues with the environment, and how do we hold the sport and whole accountable, but she also is extremely young, she's 17 years old, so it kind of pissed us off, I think is the right word, pissed me the fuck off, Uh, that she has like this horde of trolls on the internet that really have it out for her so on our post we started seeing comments to like ratio her and for those who don't know that aren't in the kids lingo that's like a way of trying to essentially like harass someone online but they'll comment things like ratio ratio all over Uh, one of them posted a video and tagged our our account in it and they were posting really weird things there too like it was just so insane And we just want to say this flat out, which we put on Twitter. We are not going to be the breeding ground for harassment for anyone, um, let alone someone that is marginalized and also someone that is very young. Um, From what I could tell, the people that were harassing her are like also seem very young. So just like, just, you know, it's just annoying. That doesn't mean that it's right. So we just want to say our space is not for that. We will call it out every single time you see it. And Mm -hmm. frankly, to people that want to do that kind of shit, just get the fuck out. Like Caitlin and I are, <laughs> I wanted to say this and put it on Twitter, but I was like, I need to ask Caitlin first. We are millennial women who have gone through so much shit in our lives that at this point we do not care to call you out and bury you. <laughs> like we will do it. We don't care. So Amelia is great. Please go listen to that episode. If you want to follow her, her handle is formula, formula, Amelia. On Twitter. She's going to be posting more and more work. She's getting really great. She has a seat at a lot of great tables. So if you're looking for updates on the sport, I would also head over there to follow her.
1: Yeah. And like Shanika, like, I didn't even know what was going on. And it was on our Instagram account. So i actually check yeah. Instagram like a good amount. But like, um, when Shanika told us, she's like, it's just so ironic because they're being so misogynistic. And it's towards Amelia in the episode you did with Amelia like you yeah. talked so much about misogyny in the sport and it's just like there it is on a silver platter as an example seriously and I think
0: ridiculous on, it's so ridiculous and it's a serious issue in the sport and what's um interesting is like you know Caitlin and I's podcast is still a tiny podcast but we want to make it clear that these are things that we believe in and we will hold people to account for it. it's just like not the space for it and I really hope if you are online and you feel safe and comfortable and you see stuff like this, that you call it out because a lot of the time it's these women who are backing each other up or anyone that's marginalized. I've seen a lot of um, Black Formula One fans get attacked too. Like we're just defending ourselves out there. We need other people to lend their voices to that too. So yeah, it's deeply ironic and
1: also ridiculous. So yeah, If, if you have those views, just stay away from our space. Stay away from Amelia. Yeah. Thanks. maybe maybe <laughs> learn how to not be so awful in the world I don't know that would help yeah. you too <laughs> so yeah. and if you're a 12 year old behind a keyboard like please <laughs> stop I really wonder like when that's gonna change because it's getting worse and worse and like more people it's just like can that end it's so yeah. annoying <laughs> I think what's uh concerning is with these accounts right you report
0: them and then they might get suspended for a few days, but then they'll be back again. So even like Instagram and Facebook, they built this behemoth, right? But they don't even know how to control it and control the harassment that's on the site and all the issues that come with it. So you're right. Like, are people going to learn? Maybe. Like, I don't think, you know, these kids that are doing this, probably in 10 years will be like, what the hell was I doing? But how do you protect people now? I don't know what the answer is. Mm-hmm. We just got to have good spaces. But I guess like kind of speaking of spaces...
1: Caitlin, what are we trying this year? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Okay, going back to a positive though. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys listened to, we also did an interview um, with Ross Bruin. Um, he's the CEO of Grid Rival. So they are the motorsport, um, like fantasy app. Mm-hmm. And Shanika and I just started a league on there. Um, so um, anyone is welcome to join us, a public account. I think I made it public. I tried. <laughs> if it doesn't work, let us know. But yeah, feel free to join. Um, it's honestly get checkered is the league. Um, and then you just follow the prompts. You make your team. You can change it throughout the season. Um, and we'll see. I don't know. Like Shank and I, honestly, we haven't talked about like, ooh, what's the winning prize. But we can figure out something. Yeah, don't worry. Working on it. It'd be fun. Like, please, yeah.
0: please, please join. Uh, we've. I know I'm doing one at my with my coworkers, but I'm. I, I don't know. We've never done this before. So <laughs> you're coming along for the ride. This podcast was also a thing where we were like, we don't know what we're doing. We're just going to do this. And now a bunch of people all over the world listen to us. <laughs> so if you want to join us over there, we'll make sure um, to put the refer- referral link in the description of the podcast. I know I say that all the
1: time and then like miss a bunch of links. I apologize, but it well, will okay, be so there. We have the link in our Insta story right now. We'll actually oh, put no. it. Let's put it, Shank, We can put it in our like intros on some of these websites and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You have, you have until the 19th, I think, to join.
0: Yeah, because then the season kicks off. And let me tell you, it is very expensive. Caitlin <laughs> and damn, I like literally 30 minutes trying, to, just on the phone, being like, okay, I can't afford <laughs> any of the people that I want, so...
1: And I know, like, it's one of our headlines, we'll get to him. Um, But there is someone that was announced um, that would be rejoining Formula One. Like, he's kind of cheap on the app right now. But like, he showed up. So it's like, hopefully (laughs) he shows up in the season, because I definitely put him on my team.
0: (laughs) Caitlin I think that's a perfect segue though to our headlines um, for those for yeah everyone we're gonna do headlines first and then talk about drive to survive we're mm-hmm. gonna keep it light and easy this episode because it's about to get crazy starting next week but Caitlin alluded to it who's back in Formula One? Caitlin! <laughs>
1: Kevin Magnusson back with Haas.
0: And on a multi-year contract people multi-year not even just like a can come for a year but what? multi-year contract.
1: Why do you David. think Like he wasn't one of your guesses, was he? I don't think he was on many people's.
0: I think I did like I briefly mentioned him. I was like, oh, Kevin Magnuson maybe, but then I was so focused on everyone else. Like I really wanted Nico Halkenberg to come back. And actually, I saw on Twitter, <laughs> which again I'm so sorry, I'll promise we'll check these things more. That a few people were like, oh yeah, I'd want Nico to come back too. Like I saw your tweets. We saw your tweets. Uh, <laughs> and obviously we were wrong. Uh, <laughs> that's okay.
1: Oh, I'm excited! I thought Kevin Magnuson he brings like an, I would say a nice attitude, but it's just like almost refreshing, kind of funny from a third person opinion. He can be an arse, but an arse, an arse.
0: <laughs> yeah, I yeah uh, I think this speaks to because remember Haas last season had two rookies, right? And they're like, mm-hmm. we're just gonna do this. It's gonna be whatever. Also, I think my big play, obviously with. Who was partnered with Mick? But I actually think it'll be really beneficial for them to have a bit more of a seasoned driver on the team to help again teach Mick, but also guide the team a little bit more. Like, I think mm-hmm. they need some sort of something. Like, having two rookies is fine, I guess, but
1: I think having that like experience helps a lot. And like, there's a reason they picked Magnuson mm-hmm. because it's like, I have a feeling like his. Um, like connection with the team already and like I, I'm pretty sure he's the kind of guy kind of guy that's not afraid to let people know what he's thinking about the car and the performance
0: yeah so we'll have to see how he does but I, I'm still shell-shocked that it's a multi-year contract like that's, yeah, what surprised that's, me that's
1: something don't it
0: yeah they must have a lot of faith
1: in him or they must have a lot of faith in their car or something is shifting here at Oz. Okay, so the financials, how do you think those have changed since you, Earl Cully is...
0: Earl Cal-
1: Cully. Earl, yeah. Earl Cully?
0: We don't know. We pronounce it so wrong. <laughs> but I actually don't know because we mentioned this in the last episode, but Possible was like, oh, money's not an issue. Sponsorship's not an issue. I'm like, it has been an issue. It's been an issue for four years. Like, that's all we've heard about is that Mm money is an issue. But I wonder if Kevin Magnuson is bringing sponsors with him. Maybe that's what he was able to leverage and create a longer deal. Like, I don't know. Um, But I like, we have to see what ends up happening because we know that this team has no money. I thought that FIA slash Formula One should give them a bailout in some degree because it's like,
1: yeah. yeah. Right. We know you have the money <laughs> first of all, and yes, of and course. And the fact that like the timing of it was like you you're not going to pull yeah. a team in at this point. So like to maintain the ten teams and like given the extraordinary external forces at yeah. play right now,
0: we also talked a little bit advantage. about like Andretti. Maybe Andretti's popped back into the conversation because we know he wants to buy a team.
1: Yeah, but, like, what, what would he have had ready in, like, two weeks, right?
0: Absolutely nothing, yeah, and also Andretti, the issue, we talked about this, but the issue that the, uh, why the Alpha Romeo deal fell through was because Alpha wanted to keep a lot of control of the team, and Andretti wanted more control, and mm-hmm. with Gene Haas and the Haas team, like, Gene Haas still wants a lot of control of the team, even though he's less present, so... I don't know. We're gonna have to see what happens, but the Haas is doing a lot better than we thought. Hey, at testing.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, like kind of impressive watching them at the like preseason testing. So we got here that like for test two on the Friday, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Magnuson fucking comes back with a bang and he gets fastest time. And then on test three, Mick Schumacher actually gets second fastest time behind maxi boy like do you think Haas is coming through they put a lot of time and effort they said into this 2022 car so I know we'll have to we'll have to see
0: because we know that testing and this is probably the biggest meme right oh if you're watching us on YouTube you probably just saw a cat's head pop up but (laughs) the biggest meme is the fact that Mercedes always shows up and is like we don't have a good car. <laughs> We're not going to be competitive. And then Lewis doubles down on it. George, I think, got the um, the media training for Mercedes, and is also like, I don't know, <laughs> we don't have a good car. And then we know that when race the first race rolls around, they like blow everyone out of the water. But I, like Ferrari's done pretty
1: well in testing, but to have Haas at the top, I think they're probably even a little surprised that that's where they're at. And like. We know that preseason is not necessarily how it's going to play out in the races, but like, it's there's some promise in those results. I think they would not have got those with the drivers and the car last year. Oh, for sure. It's uh.
0: <laughs> so I just saw this quote, um, but I this is from Band Sports Lando, and this is another thing where I'm like, do we trust any of these boys? Lando believes McLaren is in the group behind Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari. So you know that, like, top four, best of the rest. But he also said he believes Haas has good pace and is unsure if McLaren are even the best of the rest this time around. And I feel like that's a giant troll. Like, what? (laughs) Like,
1: like I I think I would believe the statement they're behind the Red Bull, Mercedes, and even Ferrari, I would argue, probably this year, um, just from what we've seen. But to be like, oh, I don't even know who'll be like best of the rest. Haas could maybe beat us, is what I infer from that statement. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, like is that is everyone bored? Come on, boys! Like, <laughs> if that happens,
0: yeah, we. I would be
1: blown out of the water.
0: Yeah, our also our fantasy uh, yeah. league team will get hit significantly. <laughs> that.
1: Actually, no, because I put Magnuson. What oh, we both have in my car. team, but I pick Ferrari as my as my car.
0: Yeah, that's a thing, hey. Like we're we're definitely thinking Faris made the biggest leap this year, so we'll have to see what happens. I think we're. I don't want to speak for you, girl, but I'm so freaking excited that Bahrain is right around the corner. Yeah, like it feels like the longest break <sighs> ever, but
1: it's like oh, I we're know. there. <laughs> well, that's very exciting. Um, and then actually, like while we're maybe talking about McLaren um we only really got a showing from lando the yeah. past few days because for danny rick oh yeah um so jason Kenny thinking covid is over and okay. i no danny rick just got covid sir
0: <laughs> yeah so he was out of one and done. and they had um mclaren it's so interesting how all these teams work together so alpine and mclaren both put out statements that you know if danny rick is still sick um barring like actual race day or whatever that looks like that Oscar Piastri would be able to drive for them and I was like oh interesting does that mean the Oscar Piastri to McLaren like pipeline is being built right now like what's Hmm. going on here or is it just like they want to give a junior a opportunity in a car which I was like maybe I don't know what's going on there but there's a ton of reserve drivers to pick from so I don't know what's happening there but yeah obviously wishing Danny Rick a speedy recovery because yes COVID, just around the corner and also COVID is no joke
1: um so no yeah hoping. these like get COVID parties that happen it's like y'all I know that was the, like we will look back on that time and I mean, we'll be yeah. like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah. okay so that's the McLaren um we can bring up Mercedes maybe next um because mercedes had a drastic change actually that we saw recently um they opted to drop those side pods if you've seen the visuals of the car you should go look it up um like you'll you'll have ferrari on one end of the spectrum with these massive swimming pool side pods mm-hmm. and then you have mercedes on the opposite stream which literally like took them out and then the other cars are somewhere in the middle but it's just, like, quite a difference for Mercedes that, like, originally had them. Yeah. And then just dropped them into spurring testing. Um, and, like, what I noted here is that, um, like, there was questions if, like, someone questioned Toto, I guess, like, if, it, if he thought it was still legal and blah, blah, blah. Um, I guess someone incorrectly quoted Christian Horner being like, oh, it doesn't look legal. Of course not, Mercedes, blah, blah, blah. And he had to be like, no, I, it's interesting <laughs> learning about stuff I would have said. And then people like, put a statement out being like, no, he didn't say that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so Toto was talking about like, no, we believe it's still legal. Um, he was quoted to say, when you go in a specific development direction that you deem as having the FIA a part of scrutinizing it, you're exchanging the com- the CAD, so computer aided design data with them. and you're making them part of the process. So, I mean, if they're involving FIA and FIA isn't withholding their true thoughts, yeah. <laughs> it should be legal.
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, what's been surprising most and seeing all these cars come out and testing and seeing how they drive and stuff is how all the teams interpreted the regulations. Mm-hmm. So we have, like Caitlin said, just such an array of what the vehicles even look like which I would assume and this is my assumption obviously but like as the season goes on the cars actually might end up looking more and more like each other and as this era continues that they might end up looking more and more like each other
1: um Sorry. yeah right now. maybe like with, with the cost cap I don't know how much they would change throughout this year
0: I forgot about
1: but definitely like uh, you're correct with like the era seeing like which one kind of which direction reigns supreme yeah. stuff like that
0: we'll have to we'll have to see because
1: <laughs> this season's fun this will be a fun season to watch i think um, it's going to
0: be a huge there's so many just things up in the air because even mm-hmm. when we're doing the car review episodes like we couldn't say much because we were like well we don't know anything until they're in testing but then they go to testing and Haas is out on top and all of us are just confused so we also <laughs> don't know anything we won't know anything until the first race <laughs> Yeah. yeah Uh um, um, the last headline or one of the last ones yeah. We're gonna talk about uh the the boy we never talk about.
1: on <laughs> those drop from Haas, that one. There we go.
0: Yeah, and we actually did mention his name in the last episode because it was impossible to avoid it given his current situation. But this is more of just like <laughs> I don't know how to approach it. Basically, the one who shall not be named is starting a foundation for athletes that cannot compete. Uh as you know, there have been a lot of athletes that have been banned in certain sports mm-hmm. given russia's invasion of ukraine uh, but also tied to you know concerns around state-run doping and things like that that have existed since the olympics and things like that so uh caitlin got any thoughts
1: on this? so he yeah <laughs> um <laughs> So I think like Masbin is coming from such a place of like ultimate, ultimate privilege, right? And so like an inconvenience that like oh you can't have this job because your country fucking just like it, it oh, I oh my god I just can't even um your country's like invading another country unnecessarily, totally unprompted, maybe starting a world war, blah 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 blah, and you're concerned that like oh they did that I lose my seat oh. Okay, no, that's not your problem. Your dad's still a billionaire, okay? Like, there's a reason this is happening because Russia should not be doing what it's doing right now. And there's a reason that a lot of Russian athletes and the Belarusian athletes are not allowed to compete because the associations are saying, we are putting this in place to make a stand against your country who we don't believe what they're doing, okay? And like, do you recognize that what they're doing is incorrect? Do you recognize that your father is in circles with Putin? (laughs) And I think that's where like the nuance is a little bit as we can be
0: like however nuanced you can be about this topic because I think it's very difficult but there are athletes where I totally understand where they're not saying anything because we don't know if they have family in Russia we know Putin's literal lunatic like there's so much danger with that but the thing is Mazepin's dad is a billionaire and Mazepin's dad has been photographed like in all these circles with Putin like was part of that meeting of billionaires that happened right before he invaded so it just it feels really um I don't know I want to laugh I know I shouldn't but it just feels very like out of touch and like Caitlin said it does right like like you said he just it
1: just shows that he just has no like (laughs) Like, okay Shanika if you and I were pro athletes right and Canada did the world's stupidest thing and invaded the USA (laughs) and from a bunch of associations just kicked us off of our team I'd probably be like Okay, thank you, Canada. I'm not impressed with you. But, like, to start a foundation. <laughs> start a foundation to try and get your way back in when, like the whole point of it is like you're putting Russia is putting so much um like strain on like other country civilians, right? Yeah. And literally killing them. Yeah. Um, and like you're getting affected by this, too, in the way that like you can't compete.
0: Yeah, it's like, simple.
1: yes, okay, you're losing a livelihood. And for some people, yes, like Shanika mentioned, that is a big thing. People's livelihood really matters. Yeah. His livelihood, his father can back him for fucking millennia. I mean Do you guys comprehend how much a billion is. Sometimes I, I forget how much a billion is. Like it's it's insane. I think it's impossible insane.
0: I think we need to be clear, folks. We are all closer to being unhoused and living in poverty than we are to being a billionaire. So stop protecting billionaires. Also, uh I wonder, because I don't know that much about Ural Cali, Urukali. But you know, with all these restrictions and stuff and sanctions and things like that that have been put on basically every industry tied to Russian anything and Russian oligarchs. I wonder if he's even still worth a billion
1: dollars. Who knows? But
0: (laughs) basically we think it's ridiculous.
1: Because they're a fertilizer company, so They'll—they're not gonna just like absolutely drop the bomb. Like Russians themselves will have to use their product. I'm more than certain.
0: Oh, we just heard one of the kitties meow. Sorry. No, it's oh, so cute. Meaty me, me,
1: little kitty. Hey, honey. <laughs> oh, honey. Come here, say hi to everyone. Oh boy. Hey. For those Sorry, that are watching, watching cool. this is Fergus, and he's almost one years old. He turns one on the twenty third. Amy, hey, oh my gosh you've had these cats
0: for almost a year you've already totally. moved you to like a different province with them
1: wild hmm amy sorry yeah
0: well do you have any more headlines or anything else to add other than like we're in bahrain starting sunday sunday back to back to sunday
1: thursday. yeah well no they're going on thursday oh shit Thursday. <laughs> it's coming soon, man. Race yeah. this on me, though.
0: I think this week is going to fly by. I'm so excited, though. This season, I think, will be really, really good.
1: Yeah. And let's see how they go. And you guys, yeah, join the Grid Rival League. Um, challenge us. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. And we'll figure
0: out a little a little prize or something
1: around it yeah. for the winner. Yeah, we'll figure it out there's time, there's time. <laughs> um later. but anyways we're going to continue uh we have a quick ad before we get into like the main story we're going to be talking about y'all is Drive to survive season four, four. yeah um, but we will get there soon so this episode is brought to you by park power your friendly local utilities provider in alberta so offering internet electricity and natural gas with low rates awesome service and profit sharing with local charities Winter is coming and energy usage for all Albertans will be increasing, so now is a great time for listeners to look at their utility bills and ensure they are on the best plan. Albertans have a choice who they pay their utility bills to. Park Power is happy to provide free, no-obligation comparisons. If you decide to switch providers, it's easy, and you can feel good knowing that you are supporting a local business and helping to give back to your communities with your utilities bills. Learn more at parkpower.ca.
0: Amazing. All right, on to Drive to Survive. I think the first thing is, Caitlin, where are you at in the season?
1: <laughs> okay, I dropped the ball, y'all. I'm only on episode four. <laughs>
0: That's totally fine because I did the full opposite thing. I watched all of it. I watched all of it starting like 8 p.m. last night, went to bed, woke up, finished the last three episodes, I think, two episodes. So I've seen the entire season in less than 24 hours. Um, which is why, you know, Caitlin and I are not doing, like, school, we're not very good at prioritizing the right things. It's fine, it's fine, it's
1: fine. Okay, yeah, I have my thoughts for the first half, but Shani, I am interested to know how the rest of the season goes. I haven't been watching, like, fully either. I've been, like, trying to do homework on. run.
0: Yeah, because I think it's one of the challenges is we've seen this, right? We watched it live as it was Mm -hmm. happening, but you actually had the same note that I had when...
1: We were both on the phone chit-chatting. The same, or like, first thing we noticed, I guess, was the whole, like, flow of the show. It's kind of weird. (laughs) Like, I I get it. And I know they concentrate on a team.
0: Yeah.
1: an episode, but, like, it goes so back and forth with all the different races. And, like, some stuff I thought would be bigger. Like, I remember the Monaco thing. And, like, Charles, he won the qualifying but he yeah. couldn't race and it was like a pretty minor event in that episode and then valor Valtteri's like um tire issue i was like oh that was a thing yeah, yeah. and it was like not big on netflix <laughs> I'm Like, mm.
0: yeah i think that the, the flow was really really weird for the first few episodes you like kick off the season so i think in my mind i, I assumed which also you should never assume things but that they would just work through the season and like really key pivotal moments that impacted teams through the season but I feel like we spent the first two almost like three episodes on the first like the first couple of races like the same races so you're kind of like time is just very weird because of that and because of the fact that they kept going you're back. Saying it's like eight episodes no so the season is 10 10 okay um and it gets better as the like season goes on but the first like three episodes I was like what are they doing like we keep going back to Bahrain you know why are we starting the second episode
1: in Bahrain again Mm -hmm. (laughs) right so it's it's so I mean you consider like we definitely noted on this podcast like the second half of that season was insane yeah yeah so to have
0: like three episodes I don't know Three episodes focusing on weird stuff. Oh, sorry. I should, we should say this is gonna be filled with spoilers, Caitlin. I'm sorry, you're gonna, I mean, not that you like <laughs> you watched well, it live too, but we'll <laughs> talk about. It. I I think that I, I don't know. I've been trying to wrap my head around like why the choices were made, and I still can't figure out
1: why they kept going back words in time. I don't know. I wonder if like we are just picking up on it because we maybe have our thoughts on how we would have done it based on the season because we watched it in person yeah that's true um but yeah like if maybe if you're watching it without having watched that season you're kind of getting a good vibe of it but for us no (laughs) (laughs) no we did not enjoy (laughs) um what else have you noted that you liked from the show so far
0: that I've liked from the show so far I mean obviously having okay wait do we have to say we're technically talking about the things we don't like, so should we just continue on the things? That okay,
1: we things do? you don't like. Yeah, yeah, we can. <laughs> continue yes.
0: Okay, why is why is there so much airtime for Christian Horner? Like, too much airtime for Christian Horner.
1: Are they trying to get him into a different light? I like I got the vata like they're trying to show him as like the yeah. family man. It's like but then they cut to the next thing where he was talking oh I can't remember what race it was but he started just dropping up bombs and I'm like yeah that's classic Horner like we all know his vibe and you're yeah. yet you're also showing him like horse riding with Jerry Hollywell like having a great oh, time and then with the kids yeah. at the table I'm like you're trying to shine like a different light on him like fair you can try <laughs> all you want but I think my opinion is pretty sandstone tbh
0: yeah, I thought it was just I w- didn't understand why they were covering him so much, but I have I think I know why maybe a little bit. And so much of it, it was just like his personal life, like it was them at the farm, a lot more stuff with Gary than I was expecting, which is totally fine. Uh, and then they of course
1: did show Toto with his family, but it wasn't that long of a clip. Like it was also it was very I thought it was like almost weird to show for a job to survive, like it sounds too personal in a way, right? Like it was. It was a family dinner with like yeah,
0: yeah
1: with his wife, his kid, grandma. And I was like
0: <laughs> No, I think it's it's so weird because I I think the way that Netflix saw this season was this battle of the team principles, and that's why they did this deep dive. I also was like, it was just so much on Christian Horner. I was like, we need to give Christian Horner less airtime and we want more airtime of the drivers. Like that's what I wanted to see. And uh, so I didn't like that, but I was trying to think of like why they did it. And as we know, Max said he would not participate this season. Mm -hmm. So he didn't do any of like the. The interviews. Yeah. Any of the interviews or anything like that. And it seemed like a lot of the footage that Netflix thought was like stuff in passing or like stitched together from the camera views that they have, you know, Sky Sports has Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And so maybe they showed Christian more because there was no Max. Like that's what I was thinking, but it still was so, it was too much. It was too much too much christian okay just just don't mind just it's too much it's too much he's too much okay we cannot
1: no no i Um, did um so i did watch the hoss episode or like i'm watching the hoss episode i can't even remember but um it was interesting hearing those like behind closed door conversations with gunther and he who shall not be named yeah i was like yeah because you stand your ground fuck yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) and also with Gunther like it it was just the entitlement of the the driver came off so like we oh my god it was so horrible the way that he was speaking to Gunther and even if Gunther was trying to help him too and be like, hey, look, people are like afraid of you. You need to Yeah, like you your
1: own like your race engineer, like be nice to him on the radio. Like, and why is that something you have to tell someone? Yeah, and also the weird conspiracy that
0: the one who shall not be named and his father were hung up on was that something was different between the cars.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And then like a manipulative boyfriend. Dimitri, who is um, the one who shall not be dad, was saying like, oh, I'm gonna pull funding. I'm gonna pull funding. And it's like, what? It's, <laughs> it it just is, it's so not good. And uh, I didn't tell you this, Caitlin, but I did a, um, last week, I was part of a conference and taught people on strategic partnerships. And they actually did one on POS and Rich Energy, like as a, an example of a poor partnership. Oh, that's okay and like what went wrong there, and why it went wrong. But the conclusion I came to, especially with the issue now with your Cali like not being part of it, and now seeing the behind the scenes, is because Haas is so strapped for cash, they cannot stick to like whatever values that they hold. it's also not clear what values that they hold. So when they're targeting sponsors, they went for Rich Energy, which had literally no money, and was like the biggest fraud in the world that all of us still can't figure out. And they went for this like billionaire boys, club company which they then have to cut ties with because he you was know, a rational work and all the stuff that we just talked about. So I think Hassel gotta figure out their values anyways. But yeah, I think that episode mm-hmm. was good though. Except seeing Gunther, I don't know how far along you are hike that giant mountain. Oh I, was, I have seen that. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I was like okay oh man this is what you're doing on your
1: summer break. Like we <laughs> thought we couldn't live love Gunther more we have improved on.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I feel like he was very, like, much more measured, like, seems to be having more fun, I don't know, even though I'm sure it was tough behind the scenes, but seeing him pose with a photo of a boat, like, sorry, the boat thing, I don't even know what it was. Do you know what I'm talking about? No! They have to- <laughs> You'll see this later in the episode, but uh, they have to do like a photo shoot for like household goods basically so those like Gunther posing with the table and then there's him posing with this like wooden boat thing and he jokes that like oh it's his goal to be in an Aldi catalog which I think Aldi is like a version of a Sears Zellers or something but it's just so funny because it's like (laughs) I saw this great meme on Twitter where someone said this is someone who thinks that they're the main character which is Christian being like all Christian-y And then who's actually the main character, which is Gunther, like beside a wooden toy boat being like, (laughs) this is a boat.
1: (laughs) So
0: he's still on my list of people that I would love to meet.
1: Oh, he would be so much fun.
0: He is the main character. And yeah, I thought it was just so great. Like the Haas episode was hard to see them go through what they're going through. But Mick Mm. also, I think, did really well. Like he really shone in terms of not adding additional stress. Like obviously when the cars get into accidents, that's stressful. But mm-hmm. in terms of like not being a small press <laughs> and having right. these weirdo demands of the team,
1: like mm-hmm. I think Haas, it, like the culture will be better this year. Unless there's people that really didn't like Magnuson on the team and they're like, he's back. I mean that's a possibility. But like I think overall just not to have that like I don't know. Energy. Just that like Yeah keep keep the um Mazepin's happy otherwise like literally this team goes to shit yeah. like that's yeah. not a good environment to work in
0: absolutely not and it's uh I think it's what's interesting for us to watching it now right like we're watching it knowing that that contract is about to get cut so it's also weird watching it with that perspective of like he's making all these threats but little does he know <laughs> like come 2022 like that's just not gonna be a thing like this is not gonna mm-hmm. What else did I not like? Okay, this might be an unpopular opinion. So please, please just take it. <laughs> I think there was two, there was like almost two episodes on Danny Rick. And I think that was maybe too many episodes on Danny Rick. Mm. Like we saw a mm. lot of Danny Rick, his adjustments to like there was a whole episode of Monza and his adjustment and stuff, but I even think in that episode before there's a lot about him um which I I didn't really understand why
1: he's I just like Danny Rick does sell yeah, Formula One to a lot of people like he's a lot of people's favorite driver
0: yeah and that's what I was thinking I was like maybe it's because when this show started it was right he was on the first
1: him, episode
0: and he was also like leaving Red Bull right like that's kind of the it was a line. big
1: storyline around him yeah
0: yeah so maybe that's why they're continuing to follow him because it's been the story from the beginning he is, he is is
1: marketable that's also true we know that he will mm-hmm. promote the hell on the show too so but how, you having watched all the episodes did they yeah. do a lot on like Lando Charles Carlos okay so this is the issue
0: <laughs> this is also under the things I didn't like uh, obviously I liked how they worked around the Mac stuff like I think they did it in a way that you don't miss him. obviously it would have been great to hear from him didn't get it that's fine. Mm-hmm. um a good amount of coverage tied to Lewis so okay. it felt like it was a good amount but there was not enough about Charles not enough about Carlos there was like a few clips of Carlos but it was like Carlos literally is in clutch yeah like he <laughs> did so well last year um and there wasn't that much on him there was a lot on his relationship with Charles and how you know having a positive team blah, blah blah but not specifically on what he's doing so I thought that was a bit of a miss and a lot on George obviously there's a whole episode dedicated mm-hmm. to his time at Williams which is great because I didn't know that much about the new CEO Jost Jost, um, who took over for Claire and doing a full episode essentially on Williams is good because it was good to see how He's like re energizing the team and all that kind of stuff. So nice. okay. you're going to look forward to that one. That one was yeah. a good one. Um, I'm surprised. Okay, this is like kind of tragic, but there was maybe one clip of Pierre in an interview room and that was it. Nothing else, even though he had a pretty solid season in terms of like, I don't know, consistency. Like he was yeah. like there. They did cover uh, Esteban Ocon and. Um, kind of what happens when you lose your seat and how do you get back that kind of stuff but yeah, Fernando Alonso who had like drives of his life and he just he, it, it was it was a
1: return season yeah
0: and they like barely touched on that uh who else the group that wasn't there at all freaking Aston Martin there was nothing on Sebastian Vettel there was nothing on <laughs> Lance Stroll I don't even think we saw Lance Stroll I can't even remember seeing him
1: like, I wonder if that's, like, a, um agreement thing. They didn't sign an agreement with Netflix, maybe. Do we know them? That? Well, that's what, what, I'm what i just saying. That's what I haven't looked into yet, but that's
0: what I'm sus- suspecting, because I was like, how are they not in this at all? And, like, yes, Aston Martin was pretty much, like, mid-tier for this season. Yeah. There was, like, moments, especially for Sebastian, where he drove, like, really well. He got on the podium, and, like, none of that was covered, and I'm like... <laughs>
1: Here's a hot take. Here's an opportunity. (laughs) Netflix. Take a chance, do a one off special, or concentrate in your next season. Mm -hmm. What kind of initiatives are they doing for environmental impacts and social impacts? Yeah. Bring that
0: to more people's attention. I think it's so important because that actually touches on something else that really bothered me. And I don't know if I was coming off the heat of all this stuff with Amelia and dealing with the level of misogyny we're seeing in this sport from fans but you look at all of these video clips that they got behind the scenes and there are like literally no women there are maybe mm. five that you end up seeing on screen and I'm so glad that they had yeah. a female um, commentator also like Jenny Galloway, I did yeah,
1: yeah I saw that yeah. Which was
0: important uh, and then they had Susie which was great but I was just like Holy shit! When you look at these spaces, there
1: is not a ton of women at all, if any, in some of the teams. And I'm like, this is well, not I mean, like, Some of the social impact, Seb was doing so two things already. Netflix yeah. missed. But remember when Seb like did the whole like woman's race in Saudi Arabia, which is I a huge thing. Yeah, he
0: was.
1: They didn't touch that, Miami. babe.
0: Mia, yes. all things. that's a big miss. Yeah, all of Ask Martin was just not in the show at all. Um like I said, lots of coverage on like Danny and Lando and their relationship, which was, I mean, important, but I think, especially tied to Danny, I'm still trying to understand why they spent so much time on him. Mm -hmm. Um, Valtry, I'm glad they did an episode about him like transitioning, but I felt like they could have done a little bit more tied to that because it was so big. And this is where I'm like, it's tragic because there was not a single fucking thing on Alfa Romeo Nothing about Kimmy, who that was his last (laughs) (laughs) season. And again, I don't know if that's like a a sign, like they just didn't sign the rights or something, but there's like not even a mention of Kimmy retiring, like in passing or anything. You see him maybe twice on camera and it's because of like, they're walking through the paddock or something. So you don't see Kimmy and you don't even get a little bit of Giovinazzi who now is not in Formula One. And... (laughs)
1: like okay that's so tragic that is man yeah but I guess like so when people are like bashing on drive to survive fans is it really like they just think like you've missed a lot if you haven't watched the season which like we're noticing that yeah you do miss a lot if you don't watch the season not that it's okay to bash people because that's how they get into the sport but just saying it's worth it to watch the season then 100%
0: 100% so mm-hmm. I guess if we're looking at all the teams there was a good amount of coverage on Mercedes and Valtteri I personally wish there was more on um Valtteri's like leaving and kind of the stuff he was going through he was very honest though which I appreciate that there was nothing really on Max but a ton on Max at the same time with him celebrating stuff like that but not him one-on-one nothing on Checo going to the team another thing where I was like we're spending so much time I'm pretty Christian
1: Horner. And you're not talking just, about the new driver coming to the team? Yeah. Like, I
0: don't know why, but there's that. Uh, yeah. Who else? Ferrari and Charles, a little bit on both of them, but I would say not enough on the impact Carlos had this season. Um, McLaren, a lot on McLaren. <laughs> like maybe a bit too much, who knows? A lot on McLaren. Nothing on Aston Martin, barely anything on Alpine some more focus on Esteban, not enough on Fernando Alonso, um, who's next. Alpha Tori, they talked about Yuki a lot in his adjustment. And it was actually nice the way that they edited it, edited it because you can see his growth as a driver, which nice. is nice. Uh, But barely, like nothing from Pierre, who we you know had a pretty good season and who I love, obviously. And um, he was like the one who carried the team for them. 100%, and they just went like Yuki. I'm like, okay, fine, uh, sure. And then what are the other teams? Yeah, nothing on for Romeo. Haas, we had the episode, which I'm glad we did. So we got to think behind the scenes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then Williams, you get an episode, but primarily tied to like the new CEO, uh, George finally getting in the points. Not a lot on Nicholas Latifi, but I mean, I forget him all the time. So yeah, so far though, Caitlin, what have you liked from the four episodes that you've seen? (laughs)
1: <laughs> i don't know tbh <laughs> i think i do like the like the hoss like getting a bit more in depth like mm-hmm. what happened behind the scenes behind the closed doors because we didn't pay that much attention to tbh throughout the season so um nice to get that again see goonker on the screen enjoyed that um I found it, like, awkward when they intro the McLaren team, when, like, Lando and Daniel weren't getting along that well, and they had to yeah. do, like, kind of damage control when Lando said something, and I'm like, yeah, I remember this. It's, like, awkward to watch it play out, though. <laughs> um, But I did, like, and it's kind of upsetting that we don't get more of it, but I liked like, watching, like, Carlos and Charlotte, and they're just driving in Monaco yeah, in the car, and, like, having a conversation. He's like, oh, yeah, you live here? This is pretty cool. And I'm like, you guys, I love you as a pair. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to get their thoughts a bit more, like, interviewee, but we don't get that. We don't get much of it, now. That's upsetting. <laughs> but, um, yeah, honestly, that's all I can really say. <laughs> it's like, those four episodes were not eye-catching and my attention was elsewhere. Totally fair.
0: And yeah, I think for me, what I liked was seeing how the drivers interact with each other, because you do get that behind the scenes, how they like encourage each other and stuff like that, which I think is really cute. Um, And what else did I like? I liked, I don't know if it's just because Okay, I'm gonna say that I'm probably being biased. I'm just gonna preface this with that. But seeing how like the ju- juxtaposition between Toto and Christian and how they handle things was like really interesting to me. More so because uh, <laughs> Christian's always like Toto had everything made for him, blah blah blah, the shit. But then when you think about the fact that like Toto is a co-owner of the team that he's at. And he's built this thing over the last eight years. I just felt like a lot of respect for Total Wolf, basically, in the way that he's done things. And you can see, like, that leadership, I would say, through the screen. So I'll actually share it with you, Caitlin, afterwards. But I snagged the um the Harvard Business Review thing that they did on uh, Mercedes. And oh, really? Yeah. It cost me, oh, like, It's nothing. But <laughs> I was like, I'm curious, right? Because after seeing how he handled everything um and not to say that he wasn't like emotional that stuff happens to sport of course but I was like he has like really good leadership skills. he's very good under pressure and you can see that in the behind the scenes when he's talking and stuff like that so I enjoyed that um I like I said I liked seeing Yuki kind of grow up a little bit (laughs) and how they edited that together too and you get to see um where he was living at in Milton Keys. Keys? I think so oh really yeah that's where I think the radical junior school is so you see like a little yeah. bit of his apartment with his you know I think maybe roommate I don't know if it's an f2 driver but just how like how 18 year old it is that's just so oh. dirty <laughs> anyways so I liked that um what else yeah I don't know I, I I think those are the standouts for me I did like the Monza episode because obviously. We wanted to see that. Perspective. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. yeah. To see how the team reacted. Was there
1: anything like, this is spoiler alert already, but like, was there anything that you learned about Danny's feelings or like his celebration that we didn't see before?
0: That's another issue though. Not really. Like oh. we don't get, we get a lot of the behind the scenes there from the team building up to that. So you get the like how frustrated Danny is. Because we got to see, we saw it on his face, obviously, and mm-hmm. in his interviews where he was like, I don't want to do this. But uh, you get more of a real-time play of that. And then also how concerned, like, the team was because they were like, oh, we signed Daniel Ricciardo. And, like, what are we getting right now? Mm-hmm. So I think that's, like, interesting. Um, but, yeah, you don't get, like, the full set of emotions or, like, I don't know. I I, I think what you said about drafts to Survive being this pipeline that helps people get into the sport but then we need to watch the races and you know we know how intensely we felt we have episodes on episodes of talking about how we felt through these wild wild races so then go watch an edited version of it which like somehow cuts down on the drama is like so weird because is like but kind of I like, swear there's more yeah <laughs> seriously I don't know
1: what else do I like though I'm trying to think about this but i don't know did they do anything about checo in mexico that was a fantastic part of the season
0: (gasps) nothing the only clip they show from mexico is in like a montage i think of um sort of the boiling point is i think what the episode's called where it's just a montage of like max and lewis going at it and Mm. when each other comes on top they do show Silverstone, by the way Mm. which i thought was like super interesting to get the behind the scenes. But yeah, I I don't know how Netflix goes from here because this was probably the most dramatic season and we were so Absolutely. excited to see it on camera and get the behind the scenes and like really understand the emotion of it all. But I don't know if like all of Alfa Romeo, Aston Martin, plus Checo just didn't sign contracts. Like, I don't know what happened, but it feels like there was a lot missing or a lot that could have been added Mm. this season that's a shame yeah I don't know what it looks like going forward either like I think they really just have to do an episode dedicated to a team maybe is the best approach with some sort of narrative underneath that keeps everything connected I have no idea
1: right or like if they're keeping a 10 episodes approach like there were I don't know you'd have to count them out like how many significant events like particular events that happened. And like you can do some lead up to that event, show yeah. the event, and then like let's get some feedback, let's get some unique perspectives on those.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's like what the hell? There's
1: 23 races this year. It's going to be even more stuff likely for Jot to, to survive to incorporate,
0: and so many newbies like that are coming or coming back,
1: and we know K Mag is going to bring some drama. <laughs>
0: he's a dramatic dude and also Alex Alba and like that storyline i am going to Williams Mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting because once you watch the Williams episode Caitlin I'm curious to get your thoughts but the one thing Williams needed was just someone to stay and help build the team as they have the new CEO who has so much energy and then Mm -hmm. of course he left our boy Georgie which is fine get the upgrade you deserve it but now they have Alex Alba who is like gunning for the Red Bull seat so it's also like and so Kate, who
1: is it? Latifi?
0: They yeah, think or... like, No, you can't do that. He's so forgettable. So I don't know. Caitlin's right though. There's just so many things that are probably gonna happen this year and they just have to. It's hard because obviously there's a teeny tiny crew, so you can't be in the room all the time, but they gotta find a way to do it because I'm like, I wanna see this stuff.
1: Yeah, I feel like maybe they could try something creative too, like drop half a season, drop 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um for winter break and then drop another 10 episodes in summer break or something we know they have the capabilities to shoot stuff out fast we know that oh yeah because is a billion dollar
0: company you have enough talent to figure this out oh my god
1: But interesting okay it's like kind of disappointing to hear that but I However, we had like we got to watch that season and that is something I hold on to
0: I was actually going to say because, uh, so I think they had Will, is it Buxton as the journalist or the person that was doing the majority of the storytelling, you know, he kept saying this is the greatest race of the century or like greatest season of Formula one, but actually I am so glad that, you know, almost a year ago, Caitlin was like, hey, I watched this TV show about <laughs> dudes like racing, want to watch it? And I was like, okay, sure. And then I remember I watched the season backwards, right, because you were, like, farther along, so we watched a couple episodes together, then I went home and binged the rest, because I'm so glad we did that, because then it forced us to watch this season, create this podcast, and now we have it all documented, like, we've Mm -hmm. watched Mm -hmm. the entire season, and if no one listens to us, that's fine, but we have a literal diary of, like, Mm -hmm. our thoughts throughout the whole thing that... You know, one day we can share with our future kids to be like, "Yeah, this is like what you missed." Okay, (laughs) this is what
1: happened. This was the season. (laughs) This was it, you guys. We documented it. (laughs) And then, what's crazy though is like, that's a high bar. Do I think it might get surpassed by this year? There's a solid chance it might.
0: Yeah, and I also think, uh, you know, some of we talked about how many things we're looking forward to this year, but it's the fact that the cars are new. There's mm-hmm. new opportunity now for other people to get on that podium in a way that we haven't seen before in clearly like eight years, it feels like. So this is another season where it's just exciting. So people get your friends to watch along. You don't need to be like us and wake up at, God knows, all the hours to watch the races. You can also watch the reruns that happen throughout the day that is a more reasonable time. Uh, because I don't know. I just feel like Formula One is a rocket ship right now, people. So gotta like get on board for it um there, i would do want to make one note though the whole series ends with a clip from toto wolf and it's like really funny Kate, like, you're gonna what laugh.
1: is it tell me well because
0: the whole episode he's wearing his white mercedes shirt and then you know saudi arabia happens oh and something to note uh sorry abu dhabi yeah happens they don't cover anything that happened in terms of the drama afterwards. It's just like everything plays out, which still felt made me feel physically. Is awkward.
1: that is that because like production was already like halted, maybe potentially? Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly what I was thinking. And <laughs> so yeah, Toto the whole time is wearing his white shirt and white doing all the thingies. So they must have reconnected with him after the fact. Obviously, the race, and he's wearing a black turtleneck, and he like is so serious, and he's like. Uh, I think the interview asked him, "Well, does Red Bull have um, a target on their back?" And he's like, "Everyone has a target on their back this season, or like the upcoming season." Just Stone Cold Serious, Black Turtle, like it's like uh, he entered uh his villain era, I think, like <laughs> very much like what is happening here, sir. So yeah, I I think you'll, I think the shining star Gunther Tono,
1: just amazing.
0: That's so funny. I love that. Yeah, you gotta watch the rest of the season. Let me know your thoughts.
1: Okay, I will. I will. I'll probably, like, because the next episode we do, you guys, is going to be based on the Bahrain um, first race yeah. of the season, but I'm definitely going to, like, if I watch the end, probably will have finished the end of <laughs> by then. I can probably throw some stuff in there.
0: Yeah, please do. Whatever hot takes <laughs> off. I can't just, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird I'm who so excited thought, though. yeah I would have thought that watching the full Formula One season would ruin a very expensive Netflix show like it takes so much <laughs> to film so much to edit so much to make look sexy and watching the actual season
1: was a letdown way
0: better than watching well season.
1: like watching the season was better watching the show is what from what I hear a letdown a bit of a letdown. Yeah. yeah. <sighs>
0: <laughs> that Interesting.
1: <laughs> maybe uh, through our connections we're going to make it the formula e in vancouver because you know we're going to make connections
0: okay i was thinking about that caitlin Susie, formula e i keep forgetting that she's like the ceo and team yeah. is she coming i don't know if she's coming
1: she started posting though that she's at like the races um you know what i think we could do i don't know if she would reply but like we could always just dm her just yeah. like give it a shot and be like hey like we're two female podcasters like just um that. from canada would love an opportunity to talk to you if you're going to be at the vancouver E for you like big fans blah, blah.
0: yeah so if anyone has the media contact for Susie <laughs> wolf and or her team let us know because i'm yeah. still down to pitch them because we've got nothing we've got nothing to lose the worst exactly have- why not try yeah exactly
1: <laughs> i pitched it to my um like school program to be like we're in clean energy engineering this is electric cars racing like can we go (laughs) as a a program for free I don't know I told them to reach out though I don't know if they will I think it'd be like UBC has a lot of power in the city
0: yeah so they should do it
1: that's my thoughts
0: obviously Maybe we'll also
1: see Givanozi maybe pitch him. For- I if we can see Jill, like I would love that. Okay, we gave him quite a bit of slack. Yeah. <laughs> we were just being honest. we were giving our hot takes, you guys, but we respect that man. We do. We respect everyone that deserves respect. Maybe not so um he who should not be named. he does not have our respect for good reason, but tons of reasons.
0: right.
1: yeah, that's all folks for this week we're so really?
0: excited oh
1: get- yeah we hope you're excited to um get in touch with us um let's know your thoughts yeah follow us on instagram twitter
0: tiktok uh i don't know we have accounts on everything but it's at get record i promise we'll be more active i know we haven't we're it. trying <laughs> yeah it's really tough with you having the lives that we have but i'm gonna try and build a routine and at least to check the tweets because mm-hmm. i know as you all um listen to the episodes you're tweeting about it so i i I will i will be better thank you um (laughs) i will be better and what else is there caitlin oh right join us
1: on grid rival yes so we'll we'll put that that link in a few places you guys will find it
0: yeah we'll make sure it's as easy to access as possible (laughs) and what
1: else i think it's just like until thursday (laughs) Well, even until Sunday, next episode. Stay checkered, friends. And we'll talk to you again very soon. Bye, everyone.